Let's get it. Yo, what's going on? Peace and greeting from the sign of the rising sun. This is Monque. I'm Stefan. Hope all is going well for the audience. Um, 10, I believe. Or the yeah. podcast for podcast. And yep. how's everything been going for you, Stefan? Good. Just been busy. Just been busy with work recently and um just focusing in on like what's uh what's next once I leave um leave from work cuz I had to I stayed late working today. So I was just thinking about like what's next in terms of um the projects I was working on. Um Music, you know, I've been doing that for a minute, so I'm just plotting out how I'm going to move forward with that and getting that stuff taken care of. And then other than that, you know, I've just been just been up here, just chilling, just been watching, going through YouTube, doing the usual. I'll say this, just to let the audience know a little bit about Monquay. Um It's 10.23 p.m. Eastern time in the United States. Um for me, that's really like 10, 23 a.m., so it's just like I'm just not waking up, uh, you know, and I feel like <laughs> I guess one of the one of the big signs of adulthood, I guess, is looking forward to that uh, that cup of coffee once you get up because, man, I had to make me a cup of coffee, you know, that's why I was a little, a little laggy, uh, but it's, it's like it does something to you, I guess, at a certain age, but, you know, uh it's something. It's something going on with you at the age of twenty-five. I, I believe. You know, I know you heard me talk about uh, Saturn's return. It's like your first, I guess, midlife crisis in a way. Don't get freaked out by the word crisis, but it's like, I know for me, me personally, I'm like kind of doing the same thing. Like I got my my work going on, but it's like uh, it's like my real work really starts outside of work. I got like so much stuff going on that I'm trying to just get done outside of work. It just feels like I'm at this point where I'm, I might be stretching myself thin because I don't feel like I have the energy sometimes to keep up. But I feel like it's just something every time I'm awake pushing me to look forward to um, not just only not necessarily changing my career, but expanding my consciousness and just, you know, going to that next stage in life. And I don't think it's being stuck in the matrix inside of a, a corporation doing a nine to five or for me, you know, doing a, a, a seven to seven. So doing 40 hours a week. So I feel like right now I'm there with you, man. I'm just trying to get my avenues right outside of, uh, outside of the career. Um, really trying to focus on, you know, going, taking that next step. It's definitely not being within a corporation for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with, um, I mean, if you want to work in a corporation, that's cool, but, you should always have like a a way out, you know, similar to like a, a five year plan. Um, see, I've always had a like an entrepreneur mindset from when I was younger. So, I it's for me based on what I do and and my day job, um, it's beneficial for me to <clears throat> to gain experience, you know, publicly and stuff, but at the end of the day, there's still a time where I know that that's going to come to an end because unlike the, like the baby boomers, you know, uh, generation, I want to say generation X, uh, they, they stuck to roles for a much longer time than we did. But a lot of that comes back and it comes down to, um, them not having that many opportunities you know, since we have the internet, it's, it seems endless with like the amount of um, potential positions that are out there. If you just know which sites to go to and, you know, know where to list your credentials, you can find something. It's not hard if you if you're um, if you're qualified for it. So, yeah, that that's should always be the goal, especially if you're coming up now and you're of, of these this generation or the next generation which is a uh, generation Z 
you know, it's it's beneficial to always, you know, keep moving and not settling for one position and to have like an end, uh, an, an end plan, an end route, you know, so you can do something for yourself. Like that's what my goal is to um, eventually, you know, just to go into business for myself and expand upon that. And we really got a lot more opportunities than now, especially the younger generation uh, than, you know, our, our parents did. So right now, you know, you can really think outside of the box when it comes to, I guess, economic, um, your economic situation or what you want to do with your career, or what you want to do with your life. You know, even like my younger, my younger brother and like a lot of the, a lot of the um, kids who are like younger but within, you know, our generation is still probably, you know, 10 year within a 10 year age gap. I always, you know, try to tell them you ain't got to go back to school, but you got to realize, like, they got a different dilemma. They got so many more opportunities. So I feel like for them, it's like they don't know where to choose. You know, they don't know where to start. But, you know, to each his own, you just got to do your research and, you know, try to figure it out. That's that's just what it, what life is about. But, you know. I, I I would definitely like to share with the audience, you know, this is basic economic principle that I started using that I feel like it's helped me. And it's, uh, it's paying yourself. Um, you know, you get a job or it doesn't even matter, especially if you can have a career, just in any type of job that you have. Um, you should, you know, first thing you do, you should budget everything out. Well, I say first thing you do, if you have a career, you should definitely sign up for, um, you know, a Roth RA or some type of retirement plan, to where it's a pre-tax plan and you're you'll know with, with your when you start a career they're they'll kind of walk they won't necessarily walk you through it all all the time but a part of your benefits package they'll have you uh they, they should have steps to sign up for this stuff but first thing you should do is sign up for some type of retirement plan even if you don't even if you don't think you're going to be there for a long period of time because more than likely if you're if you're starting a career you're going to be there longer than, than you expect it most of the time so first thing you should do is go ahead and sign up for some type of retirement, like a Roth IRA. Um, you know, if you're at an early age, you should do like a Roth IRA, or you could do a um, traditional retirement account. But you really won't be, you may not be saving on your taxes. You you may be saving more on taxes for right now and on your on your money for right now if you do a pre-tax uh, Roth IRA. And then you should always have like disability, short and long-term disability. And, you know at least uh, some type of healthcare plan and dental, you know, those are the basics. Once you get that pre-tax stuff set out, you know, you budget everything and you get your pre-tax um, benefits taken out of your check, then you should still have, you know, the money that they're able to tax. Once they tax that money, then you should look at, you should do another budget and say, okay, this is how much money I'm actually making. Don't even look at your pre-tax. They don't even look at that that money that they, that they take out pre-tax. I already look at that like boom, that's not that don't even exist. No, it's there, but no, just think it doesn't even exist. The money that really exists is the post-tax money. After they take that out, boom, they take that out. You have that, then you should make a budget to where you can pay yourself a certain amount, even after you pay your bills, even after your your fast food expenses. That's if you have money to eat out. But what I'm saying is make another budget. Budget everything. If you notice you like to eat so many Whoppers or some, if you like to drink so many sodas, budget everything you can budget out. And you should still have an amount. It could be only $5. For some people, it's, it's going to be more. Some people, it's going to be less. So just, it, that doesn't matter. It's all about you as an individual. But you should have 5 10 whatever amount that you budget out left over to where you can pay yourself. So every time you get paid, you know, that your pre-tax stuff is going to do its job when you get your statement. So don't even worry about that. And you get your money into your account, boom. Once you do your budget, you should be able to you should go ahead and pay yourself first, whatever whatever amount you want to pay yourself. So if this week or this check, you can pay yourself $200, boom. Take that $200 and you need to set up another account. It just depends on how, how financially disciplined you are. You can set up another account where, you know, it's through a whole nother bank or through a whole nother um, brokerage or something like that where you can't see your money. And But, you know, you just can you can transfer it over there. 
and transfer it over there. You know it's going somewhere. You can you can do something like that, or you can just transfer it to your savings. You can uh, take that amount and transfer it and put it into some stocks. Whole point is to pay yourself. As long as you're paying yourself, you're going to start generating some some type of saving. Now, if you start paying yourself and investing that money, you're going to start generating some savings with compound interest on top of that. So your money is going to beat inflation. So not only are you going to generate some way of saving, you're also going to generate another way of making income if you start to master, you know, your investment strategy. I personally, it's like I, I use the stock market. That's for another day because that's just not something that you can just talk about in one podcast. But I feel like the first step is uh, starting with paying yourself. And, uh, you know, that was just something that was on my mind. I feel like we was heading into, like, that direction. So I, um, I just wanted to share share that, I guess, that tool that, that was taught to me by um, by one of my coworkers uh, that was actually taught to me that I feel like is very beneficial. Some of you may already know, um, but those who don't understand or don't aren't aware of that tool that you can use to help kind of generate some savings um you know i hope that kind of helps yeah that that's good advice to to uh for anybody for the person that's you know that has like a six-figure um salary to the person that's making minimum wage just it's always important to put away a little into savings each um each check that you have you know, and I definitely, definitely need a, a retirement account because, you know, for people our age, who's to say that Social Security will be there when it's time for us to retire? You know, it's like every year they move up the um, the retirement age or whatnot. So it's best now while you're young to be able to um, to diver- diversify your portfolio of what you're, you know, what you're putting your money into. You know, it's it's best to do that at a young age, and it's everybody's situation is different. You know, some certain people have families, certain people are on their own, so everybody may not, <clears throat> everybody may not be able to, um, you know, diversify at the same level. But you can do something. You can start at a small level. You know, you can look into um, penny stocks. If you want to take that route or you could if you're not looking into going into like um, the stock market. uh, I mean, sure, you could just look into investing into like a business, you know, around your area. I mean, there's always office spaces available or whatnot and buildings that, you know, are just free space pretty much. I mean, we're not free space, but, you know, just space out there for somebody to do something with. So, I mean, shouldn't be afraid to take risks, especially again, if you're at like a younger age in life, that's what it's about. You know, you don't want to be complacent. You want to keep moving forward. So in order to do that, you need to take risks and definitely have like a, um, like a plan, like I was talking about, or similar to that, maybe like a five-year plan or whatnot. Yeah. I've been thinking about recently, just getting like a storyboard and just like drawing, well, not drawing like animation and stuff, but like just writing out different things that I want to do or that I'm in the process of doing. Because I mean, everybody, you know, and it's a generalization, but I feel like most people, they just have like a bunch of ideas that come to them throughout the day, but they don't act on a lot of them, mainly because they forget about it or, you know, they're just so preoccupied with something else that they can't put time into that. So it's, it's best if you find a way similar to how you were saying about budgeting, it's best to find a way to, to put, to get those ideas out. Like, um, not just in an intangible, but in a tangible way to where you can see it, you know, and hold it physically like on a storyboard or a notebook. That's big because I know one one thing that I had to work on that I worked on, I think helped me big time is organization. And I started using uh my I mean I just got simple. I didn't even get complex. I started using a notepad on my in my phones. 
Um, I got like a composition notebook. I write, I actually physically write stuff down and on pen to paper sometimes. Um, you know, of course the biggest thing is like, I actually feel like I'll think of something in my head and I'll like actually visualize it and visualize, try to visualize each step and, and, uh, walk it through my mind and see myself doing what I got in my head. Like see the successful point and the end point. I like try to do that. I think that goes a big, go plays a long, a big part in manifesting in the end. I'll try to visualize it. And, um, you know, another thing, once you said about the storyboard, I was, I, what I was thinking about recently is just getting a big ass whiteboard and just setting that shit up on one of the walls in my room and, um, just writing, writing different, different things down. I might divide it into sections of different parts of my life and then different plans that I have in my head. Um, or just, Write down different ideas, start in the top left corner and just have like just different stuff up there. Um, I would say about doing something like that. But I know a part of uh, a lot of what you were saying um, when you said retirement about especially the people our age and younger. Um, you know, what I read this week, what people don't realize, you know, especially United States listeners, this dude Donald Trump is making moves. I'm not saying he's making good moves. I'm just saying this shit is getting... Shit is changing. Um, I want you to look up the Fair Trade or Fair Fair Tax Act 2020, I believe it's called. It's it's, it's Fair Tax Act 2019 or Fair Tax Act 2020. I might have the, the the year wrong in the end, but it's called the Fair Tax Act. And it was it was passed. It was actually it's already passed. It was like actually wrote out in January, and it was already passed by March. And basically, guys, what it what what they literally did was we don't have the IRS anymore, and I didn't even realize that. Like that, this bill literally abolishes the IRS and how we do taxes at this point. And um, what it does is it's going to eliminate the in, the federal income tax, and really we won't have to pay taxes anymore. But what will happen and change? Um, I think it's I think it uh, I think it keeps a lower it keeps. It keeps the state tax. It may abolish the state tax. Also, I think it abolishes the state tax, but it sets a uh, it sets an extremely high flat rate sales tax on every fucking thing. Now, I think in the past, in the previous podcast, it was one of the early episodes where I kind of I spoke briefly on um how you kind of I mean I'm, it may not even been in the podcast, but I know me and Stefan spoke about this um about how the United States is just basically an extension of ancient Greece. And uh, how ancient Greece and Rome, they all were connected. And uh, it's a video on YouTube that I had caught earlier this year, uh, early uh, last summer, that brought, basically broke down how Rome fell. And, like, you know, kind of it literally broke down the step, step-by-step step economic um, moves that they made that, that showed, you know, during the collapse of, of, uh, of, the, of Rome. And um, it's kind of looking like they're trying to put a Band-Aid on our economy because, I mean, it sounds good, but, you know, one of the, one of the keys that it talked about in, in, the, in this video I watched in the past is at one point, you know, in ancient Rome, the inflation was so bad that everything was marked up so high that people couldn't really afford to buy anything because, you know, employment was also, unemployment rate was also very high. So, like, um, for example, like a loaf of bread would, was so was now like so far out of the range because of the because of the sales tax the, the the loaf of bread was so so high you had to actually ration out if you wanted to you know get a get a get a piece of bread get, get a loaf of bread or some water or something like it it was like that so that's what I'm kind of looking at with this with this act that they're trying that they are that they I, they pass I don't know when it goes into effect it may be in effect sometime next year I think they said they're like in the process of getting rid of the like kind of phasing out the IRS and uh, they got to start a new regulatory board to like regulate, you know, it's going to be another board. So that's another thing. It's like, it's basically saying they're going to get rid of the IRS, but create a new, a new regulatory board. So, I mean, it sounds good. You know, at first when I read it, I was like, well, damn, there's no more IRS, but I look at it. I look, I looked at it more like a bandaid, uh, a bandaid onto um, a bigger, a bigger problem. And I thought that was interesting. I just wanted to uh, bring that up. Uh, something I, I researched earlier in the week. I'm looking at an article right now, and it it's lists uh, the advantages and disadvantages. Like you said, it would eliminate the IRS. 
It would also eliminate annual tax preparation and costs, and it boosts the income and possibly consumer spending. The disadvantages would be, like you said about the regulatory board, needs a new agency to enforce it. Um, sales tax rate would be prohibitively high to replace lost revenue and unfair to seniors who have already paid income taxes. Um, when, so when I'm, I mean, when I'm looking at it based off of this, uh, this article, I've just like skimmed through. I mean, it's, it's, it's a neutral thing right now. I mean, the disadvantages don't outweigh the advantages in my opinion. Um, the seniors that paid, okay, they already got their retirement plans. They getting social security, so. But okay, it is what it. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not even worried. I'm not really worried about them because they got they got their money. But if you, you look know? at it from their perspective in 2019, here's the problem with that. Now you know if, if okay if if it wasn't if if it wasn't like if the demographics wasn't the way it was that I wouldn't have a problem with that. But seeing how the majority of the population in the United States is over the age of like 40, 45, you know, that's the majority of the population that's already paid into Social Security. And it's a lot of them that, yeah, I mean, they're, they're receiving Social Security, but a lot of them don't have retirement and they were shafted based on inflation, um, regardless of if they got Social Security or not. So the only problem I agree with you. The only problem I have is that I feel like if the demographic, if, if it wasn't such a large population of baby boomers that did ha that have paid in, that's a lot of Americans that will be getting, because uh, it's still going to be a lot of them if, if that was to come into effect soon. It still would be a lot of them that would be kind of in the in-between age that paid in that literally might be a year or two away from it that won't even get it. Unlike, you know, us, where we're like 20, 30, we're like 35 35 years away from it, 30 years away from it, it don't really matter as much. But I think that that is, as a disadvantage, that's actually, that might be one of the biggest, like, right now, like, when it, when it comes to, like, the actual population and when it comes to the people, that might be the biggest disadvantage, honestly. Because we know, we, can, we know for a fact that that's telling us right now that some people are, we already know it's, not everybody's going to, it's not going to be fair. But that's the majority of the population. <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy. Um, but if, if you think about it, it would have to happen because this is such a radical change. I mean, it would have to happen. I mean, I think, I I mean, I'm looking at these, like this, this bill and the name in itself, Fair Tax Plan, which it originally came from the Fair Tax um, Act of 2003 which that's when it was originally uh, developed or began to be developed. It's, it's not really, it's not really changing much. Like really, if you look at it from a standpoint of where we're at, because it's, they're basically just replacing the old system and putting in a new system where they're taking out the IRS, but they're putting in an alternative to the IRS. So you're not, you, you think you're getting rid of that, but it's just changed. The, you just changed the name of it. So I, I mean, I don't really see the benefit of it like that. I mean, it's it's the same thing. I mean, I, what I think needs to happen, uh, to, if you want to really be radical, is the government needs to be wiped out completely. There needs to be all these people that are in these offices need to be replaced because the old hall, the old regime that has been in there for so long, specifically in Congress, you don't see much. Um, progression in terms of stuff to benefit the U.S. as a whole as more as opposed to people just pushing policies that align with their their party their party's ideals you know so I I look at it and I just take it with a grain of salt that's why I feel like that's why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like um, and if, if you, since you're looking at the article, can you tell me um, or confirm for sure? I'm pretty sure I read that this, that 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 has already been like legislated. Doesn't it say that it's been legislated? Like it's already like it's for sure happening. It's just that it's going to take. This was th this article was last updated in April. Okay, 
Does it say anywhere where it's like in the pro like does it say where it's been legislated? Because I think I read somewhere where it was like it started in January, but I couldn't remember if it was saying it was like ratified or anything. But I think they had already, I think by like March or April. I mean, and this this article is just saying it's just talking about it as a proposal. Okay, as, okay, so it must still be it must be it must have just been pushed through, but it's looking like I mean, from the research I was looking at, it, that shit's looking like, and with Trump in office, that's looking like that's going to be a possibility, because also what is what it's going to do is, well, I mean, we know we're not going to get Social Security, and that bill right there automatically gets rid of it, so that kind of gets rid of, you know, one thing that they don't have to worry about us, you know, trying to fight them back about if they get rid of that shit now, instead of us, you know, buying into it and then getting rid of it later then, you know, they might have a better chance of uh, us not fighting back. But I don't I don't care. I think I, I think at this point it's it's been a point of no return. Um kind of what I predict is what is gonna happen is um like I said before Hong Kong, uh, they were um it was a state of emergency, uh martial law. Martial law was uh declared over there. And you know, America's the motherland, so all this shit is going to crumble around us, and then this is going to hit here the worst. So we gotta. That's why they don't show us like really world news. You gotta find it yourself. But yeah, um, you already know in Europe, different places in Europe, you know, it started with the student loans and the um, I think inflation over there, um, and you know with the Brexit and all that, um. I mean, the shit is collapsing everywhere. Shit is crumbling all around us. Um, and it's, I, I think with this, I think with this act, I think this is going to be the first step of protest. Not the first step. This is going to be one of the bigger, this is going to cause a big stage in, in both protests. The first step of protest is going to be something with the student loans. I think it's going to get, I think the student, I think they're going to try to like garnish people wages they're going to do some type of act with these student loans and people, that's going to be the first nail right there. People are going to lose their minds over that. But I think this tax act is going to end up being worse because yeah, we won't have anybody regulating us. But then, like I said before, you go out to go down, get a damn, um, get a, a gallon of milk in North Carolina. I think a half a gallon of milk is like, you know, you get them for like a dollar eighty, two dollars. Now, the sales tax is gonna you they're not, not gonna have no choice but to make that half a gallon of milk. It's gonna be five or six dollars at least now. But see, it's gonna be get even worse than that because we already know that they don't really know how to. What they once they get power hungry, they don't know how to stop. So what what's to say that they won't change that sales tax number just because they can? You know what I mean, like. They can make sales tax like 30%. That shit can change. From what I was reading, it can change like every... It doesn't tell you how often that that number can change. So what if that number changes every two years? It's 32% this year. Or it might be 28% this year, but then it's 38%, you know, in six years or something like that. Like, I just feel like... uh, I feel like people are... They're going to probably start to save more. They're not going to really want to spend... and we're going to be pissed off that the sales tax won't be able to be controlled in a way. It'll be, I think it's going to be, it's going to be all over the place, but it's always going to be high. So ain't nobody going to want to buy shit because it's going to be a shock to our system. Yeah, we're going to have more money in our pocket, but at the end of the day, they're going to still kind of get what they want. <laughs> we're still being taxed. The reports are saying that the sales tax will be around 30%. Oh yeah, and I, I think somebody in one of the articles I was reading, it was like they added some other stuff. It was like the sales tax. I think it was something with inflation would add something to it, and there was like it really the really the percentage is around thirty five percent, which they were already kind of lying to us. So like they were saying, really at the end of the day, is we're gonna be it's gonna be probably around thirty five percent. So, I mean. I mean, it's, I mean, to if with either way you look at it, it's not. I don't see how it's like beneficial, like overall. 
if you're trying to look at the U.S. as a whole in terms of from, like, the poverty line to, like, the upper middle class or to the to the next uh, level past that. I mean, it's the, it, just, uh, it just seems like it's just another act in there to just, you know, try to divert our, our um, attention from one thing to the next with them saying, you know, the buzz of it saying that it's going to, to uh, remove the IRS. But then again, it's going to put in another uh, board to come in and enforce it. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just the same. I, I feel like it's the same shit that's been going on for like before we were here and stuff with the, the taxes and whatnot. The country that we live in, man, it's just, it's all over the place with this. Similar to what you were saying about, you know, they just don't, they don't understand taxes or how to implement a, a system of fair or adequate taxing. I mean, we live in a, a capitalistic society. I just don't, I don't see, you know, 30%, 30 to 35% sales tax um, federally, if that's a word. I mean, that's just like, that's crazy to think, especially for people on like the poverty, poverty line, you know, having to pay that much for like a gallon of milk. It's just ridiculous. You said you said something that made me think. You said poverty line, and I think it sounded like that one article. The first article that you brought up was was one of the main ones that I read. And if it, if it was, it was an article that I read that outlined how this act would basically, honestly, would actually break the back of the uh, lower class, and the actual top one percent can still get more tax breaks. I mean, it'll help out the middle. To an extent, but it it destroyed the lower middle class and all the lower class, and now we really won't have. I mean, the top one percent don't really pay taxes right now anyway. But I mean, I know I'm pretty sure some do, but they don't have. They wouldn't have to pay anything. They find ways around it's loopholes. For yeah, sure. well, they find it's loopholes to all this shit, guys, because none of it exists. Like all of it's theft. Taxes in itself is theft. But, you know, once we as a collective conscious start to realize that, and I, like I said, I think this may be one of the bills that's going to start to push everybody to realize that like, they're stealing from us. Once the collective conscious realizes that, then we'll be able to mobilize. But, I mean, taxes is theft in itself. And I think with this act, we're going to realize that. I mean, if we were to do, let me see. I'm going to do 35%. And I'm sure if you buy, like, I'm sure it's a luxury. We have luxury tax, too, don't we? For, like, certain things, like, are classified as luxury. And in certain states, it's an extra tax added on to it, too, right? Well, I mean, if you're looking at, um, like, the purchase of a, a, a big... Um, like something like a yacht or something like that. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm looking at the, the one of these articles and it's saying, you know, gift and estate taxes, but maybe more so around what you're talking about, luxury tax, maybe a gift tax. I don't know if that's the same. That's the same thing. But I do know, yeah, that luxury tax. That is um, that is a factor. So now, if you go to buy a $35,000 car, off the rip, you know you'll be paying an extra $12,500, just to buy the car, just to to finalize the purchase of the car. And it's like other shit that goes into buying a car, things like... Yeah, look at like the interest and stuff, like the APR, the APR. You're not going to go in there with 35 G's to buy the car, more than likely. Um, you're going to probably go in there with a down payment. So you're going to already have to, have to add an extra 12250 onto that 35 G uh, principal. Then add the interest, APR, because you're going to have to probably get a, a loan. 
So you, I mean, everything's going to be just overvalued from what we already know. I remember I was telling you before we were talking about. I think this is when we were on uh, "Don't Bite Your Tongue." It may have been on intermission, where I was saying it was talking about cars. They were talking about the cars. Uh, all of a sudden, the inflation was so bad that a car before that was like, pop like in modern day that would have been like thirty thousand dollars. It's not a price of like two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. That's what this shit is sounding like, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's not sounding to be that crazy, but I mean, we got it. We ain't talked about inflation. This is literally this is something that we already know off the rip. When we go buy shit, this is going. This we gonna have to. We gonna have to pay that thirty five, that thirty percent, thirty two percent. We already know off rip. Yeah. No. Nah, I mean. I don't, I mean, I, I, you know, again, like I said, like, I just don't, I don't see like the, the benefit of it, but who knows when it, you know, when it is officially enforced, what the outcome will be. But right now it doesn't sound like something worth having or to the people on the ground level. It's like, it's just another kick in the back. You know, like foot in the back or whatnot. So I agree. I agree. You know, I'm. I would say I'm uh definitely interested. Even though I feel like I I feel like I know where what direction they're headed with this. Um, it could be a benefit. Cause I personally, I have I've, I've benefited economically. Though you know, I don't. I'm not a proponent for being deep into the economics. Being, I'm not used to be. Um, you know, literate and understanding of it, but it shouldn't just you shouldn't just be hundred percent greedy. It shouldn't be your whole life. Um, but I will say, you know, I've I've benefited, but does that really matter in the big scheme of things? No, it don't really matter when you're still oppressed. <laughs> that shit don't matter when you're still oppressed. You know, so yeah. I'm interested to see. What that what that would do, um, but you know, with that being said, I wanted to kind of move the topic to another direction um, and talk about that that two K with that my player, the my player engine and the uh, prelude that dropped today. Um, I thought the game, I thought it was, I thought it was straight. Um, I like I said, it's gonna. I love how two K, no matter. What they do with the microtransactions and how they, you know, market the game, you can't say that they have a shitty product. <laughs> Period. Like you can't. You can never say they have a shitty product. I mean, what other game gives you a damn demo? This is a demo, man. They give you a, a demo that's something that you can play until the fucking game releases. Like they give you a demo to test the product out, and you don't have to buy the microtrans. You don't have to buy the VC and still have fun with the game. I mean, it sucks. It's a grind. But, I mean, you don't have... I, I only bought... I bought one pack, and that didn't hurt me, you know? That didn't hurt me, and I still had hella fun. I'm going to still buy the game. I think... I mean... Uh, yeah, I see that, but, you know, with the microtransactions, if you're playing competitively online, man, it's, it makes it a lot harder if you don't purchase it, which is why they continue to push it heavily in the game more and more with every release it's becoming more of a nuisance and they know that a lot of pl- people if i mean if you play competitively online like i play you need like well you don't need but it helps out greatly to have boosts and shit so i mean i that's one thing that i do wish they um they made it cheaper to purchase that but at the end of the day it's like they're so popular now and making so much money. It's like they don't care. They are there. I mean, they'll give you a, a a solid product, but they're not making huge improvements in the game every year. You know, yeah. if we were being realistic about it, then they wouldn't drop a new game for like every five years or so. I agree. Like look at like like a like a GTA. They I mean they make enough money to where they could just keep making updates yearly for the game until they make a new game. But instead they just they're trying to just suck all the money out of the consumers 
yearly because they know that they have that loyal fan base that's not going to go anywhere because, I mean, they don't have any competition. 2K can literally do that right now because, I mean, they already kind of do that even within the year of each purchase because I know you heard me talk about this before and it came out, you know, it came out in the end to be true. How, you know, they give a lot of these YouTubers the locker codes. They give them certain shit that most people don't really understand. They give, like, these YouTubers and these people that they pay to promote, they give them, like, boost when the game, before the game drop, like, on the first day the game drop. So they can, so then you go on YouTube and you see Chris move. He got a damn, his point guards are, by day three, his point guards are like a 94 overall. And then next week he has another build. He has three builds. It's like 94, 95 overall. Man, them locker codes to promote the game. And then they said, you know, you got, it's a rated E for everyone game. And they got that legal gambling with the loot boxes and, uh, and the VC system. So, boom, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy ass cycle. I mean, I don't agree with it, but you know, I'm just here to inform, um, you know, I'm not going to go against anybody's fun too. Cause at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I noticed that too. Like if you think about it, really the difference already, what I can say with this game is I feel like they just tuned the gameplay from last year. They literally, I feel like they literally, the game, the same game file that they had last year, this is, it's the same one for 2K20. They just went in and tweaked it. And I feel like they could probably, I feel like they, they probably really only work on the actual game, on the actual gameplay. They probably only work on it for a few months. Not even that. On the, the trailer for the My Career this year, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but they have a part where the player goes into the Gatorade training facility and it looks exactly the same as 2K19. And I, I was looking in the comments and people were saying that if you look at it for a second, if you like pause it at the right frame, you can look at the neighborhood and it, and it doesn't look like they changed anything with that. But we won't know yet until it officially drops, which is uh, September 6th. So, but yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they're really going to improve much on the game. The actual, like the game, in my opinion, they're just throwing some little shit here and there. Like with the, the phones that come out yearly. Oh, every year it's a better camera. Well, no shit. There's better technology every year. So of course there's going to be a better camera. It's like that. It's like with the graphics, they, they, they finesse us with the graphics, but People have been noting for a while, if you look at it, every year they, they'll give you graphic um, pictures of players and to show how good the graphics are, and the players are always sweaty. They're always sweaty. But really, it's you can't really tell until you actually play the game if they improved on it or not. So it's it's all a, it's a facade. The game is fun, you know, but it's... They could they could do much more with it. I feel like they they're kind of um, they're at a point that they're they're bored, so they're just like not doing. They're putting minimal. I feel like they're putting minimal effort into it because pretty much last year when they released the uh, nineteen, it was pretty much like a beta version of the game. It was like the full version because they because they they um they kept um they kept updating it throughout the rest of the year, but it wasn't... I mean, you could clearly tell the game wasn't finished. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when they gave us the... I feel like when they gave us that, that uh, prelude, it was like the full version of the game, damn near. And then after that, it was, like like, like you said, a more incomplete game. That's what I was saying. They, they have proof of being able to tune the game throughout the year because that's really all they did last year. You can see when they fuck with it, fuck the game up. But... I think that that's proved that they can they can work on the current game file, which I think they've been doing this the last three years. They can work on the current game file and just make that a good game file and just work on the game file each year and give us updates instead of giving out a, a, a different copy each year. They can give us updates. And I still wouldn't even be fine if they milked us more with the microtransactions. To, you know, they got to get theirs. Come on, let's be real. They got to get theirs. They gotta get theirs, but I mean, they're already at the top. Exactly. Like they're, I mean, they don't have nobody competing with them, so I'm sure they're enjoying the fruits of their labor. 
but they're they're re- they're really like putting holes in these kids' pockets and stuff that ain't really got money like that, and they're just throwing it. You know, just they're just throwing all these these uh, sales for VC. When in actuality, I mean, it's BS. It's gambling. You know, I I, I don't think it. I mean, I don't think it should be. I think there should be a different system for it in terms of microtransactions. I think you should be able to earn at a higher rate in the game. Yeah. Uh, VC. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's, it's corrupt. It's gambling, but it's the system that we have. Um, but I, I think, you know, with it being ready to eat for everyone, I, I just don't understand how they are getting away with it. But I think in you know in, in, in the future we're gonna look back and what's going on with like Epic Games, you know Fortnite, EA Sports, with these with the microtransaction situation. I I think the government is gonna have no choice but to step in. I mean EA Sports, damn, how much I think um, Ultimate Team last year they they consistently make more from Ultimate Team than they make from the actual release of the game. One could say, I mean, that's well, you know, you you definitely could say that's they have a good economic plan there. But on the second hand, you can also say, well, what are they doing? I mean, that would make you think that would raise red flags, and the red flags I think it raises is that they're, they're using illegal uh, business practice uh, tactics, using illegal business practices uh, with these loot boxes and algorithms. I mean, the game set up. I, I, I told you, even on my career, twenty nineteen uh, on two K, like. I feel like if I didn't play the game for a week, okay, you know, that first game I'll play on Hall of Fame, but it feel like it'd be hella easy. But it's like every game I play after that, it's like the more I play 2K, the harder that shit would get. Like the more the game, the more BS that the CPU would do, even the CPU. And I would just feel like, damn, man, I feel like it's an algorithm or something trying to piss me off, trying to make this game glitch to where I start losing and I'm going to get VC. I mean, it's, it's people uncovering all this shit. This shit, all this. I'm not making this ain't no conspiracy. This is real shit. That all this shit is leaked information now. But it's like even with this information being out, it's still really nothing. Like the government, one of the uh, a senators, I think in New Jersey, was talking about passing legislation. So it's coming to light. But I mean, it really. Oh, and it was it was actually a bill passed the other day where I think. Um, it was like the game systems were saying, I think Sony or the game system were saying, you know, in order for y'all to be able to force to, you know, accept your game on our console, y'all have to uncover the odds in your loot boxes. And, you know, even with that, even with the consoles doing that, one could say, well, I mean, EA Sports has, they have such a big following. At this point, if, if the stadia grows up or if, it, or if another console blows up, or, you know, if they paid them the right amount of money, who's to say they can't persuade them? You know what I mean? Like, that shit's still not really going to do anything about it. Like, so I think it's no choice now but, like, having government legislation, man. Like, it's it's, it's getting that bad because it's, it's literally a legal business practice. I think if you, if you bring the government in it, that's going to ruin the game to a degree because when you put government regulation on anything – in essence, you lose what a certain the whatever it is, it loses uh, value to like the the public, in a sense. Because I mean, I I mean, I know for sure for sure if I were to learn that, you know, ne- for the next two K release, the government made it to where we can only we can only um we can only do such and such in the game, and they they took certain um certain functionalities out of the game or whatnot or you know just like little things that people like like maybe take out something um such as uh the the daily vc thing where you get a chance to spend the wheel for vc if they took that out because they feel like that's part of the illegal uh transactions or whatnot you know that that might ruin the game in a sense for people that look forward to that. You know, daily on a daily basis, just for just for people already, you know, not trusting the government as a whole, and then having them 
be interfere with video games, I don't think that will work out in the long run. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I look at it. I'm, I'm kind of split because I also look at it as which the game's already being regulated by the NBA. Like, so in a way, I, I look at it. I, I don't look at government regulations. Um, like, sometimes I don't look at it as it being a, a, a negative. I feel like with any civilization, you have to have some some type of governing body. You have to have some type of regulation on some 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 level. The problem we have in the, in the United States is, you know. But the U.S. government, I, I mean, the, you, that's why you got the NBA in it. You, I mean, the NBA can control the the regulating with it because they're using the likeness of the players in the NBA. We're not talking about like the federal government coming into a video game and putting their hands on it. You know, I I just I I I don't agree with it. I, I understand that, but, but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is what's the. I feel like in the end, like what's the as long as the, because I look at EA I look at EA Sports like I feel like I feel like the government in a way, has their hands in that, um, because you know they have a connection with NFL. They are already have connections with these leagues. And I feel like as long as, in the end, they're going to get theirs. I feel like as long as they get theirs, it's not going to be bad. It's, the regulations won't be as as any worse than than what they already are. For for instance, we already something like this, like having advertisements in the game. It's nothing that two K can do about that shit. Like, but no, nah, I di- again, I disagree. They're the ones that are. Uh, doing with the sponsorships with these companies, that's the reason they're in the game because they have business with these companies. But once that they affects the product, they, though. That see that affects the. I, I talked. I talked to, uh, to um another friend about this. That affect from from the product from from two K from from last gen to this gen. Just the advertisements alone has affected the product in a negative way, and. With with NBA with the NBA, yes, their product, but with them getting more money hungry, I can foresee in the future where we already see with EA Sports with Madden, the same thing is going to happen with 2K. And I feel like in this instance, I kind of feel like government regulations will actually help this business. For right now, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna for right now that they're getting theirs, but in the end, the government's going to come down on their ass. <laughs> they're going to have no choice but to kind of. A lot of government to regulate I mean, them. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't see it. If they if they've been getting away with this stuff for this amount of years, I don't think this shit is even on the radar of the government. When we got other shit that's going on right now in society, than looking at a video game. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's one thing for it to be gambling within the game, but we got niggas that's gambling in the fucking uh. And you got niggas that's illegally just stealing money throughout uh, free trade right now in the gov- um, in the United States in terms of like the stock markets and whatnot. There's still a lot of regulation that needs to be done in that atmosphere. Then maybe once we figure out the stuff that's going on on the national level, uh, also with the taxes, then you can look at subsections of shit like and look at into like stuff like video games. You know, I, I think that we lose focus on so much of what's important based on um, popularity and what garners the attention in uh, the social media era that we live in instead of focusing in on what's most important right now. You know, I, I, I um, agree with that, but I, I disagree when you said it's not on their radar because it's literally like they're literally it's something there because they're passing legislation. Well, I'm saying that. It's on there. It's not. It's something they're just looking at and they're not paying attention to. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I agree. A, it's not a main focus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you can't. But yeah. it's, it's not a problem when you have literally one game of one company with one. <laughs> like really think about this. I mean, it's just video games. That that that's what I've been saying though for the longest. I said that before that it was a problem. Yeah, we've, we've definitely previous we've had, we had, we've had like crazy. We have had deep conversations just. About this because I think it's, I think it's deeper than, I think it is a problem. I think it's deeper than what people. I think this shit goes very, very, very deep. I think it gets deep into like, 
algorithms and programming. Like every like, I mean, there, it's a lot of shit coming out. Like two K is on some. It's, it's they on some, not just two K, but two K is and these, and the algorithm system is a is a problem throughout um, throughout video games. And but see, the, the, what I think is a bigger problem is they're using an algorithm system. What is this fucking system that they're using? These are the same systems that, that Google, like, I think it's deeper. Yeah, I, I, it seems like it's just video games, but in 2019, I think it's a lot deeper than, um, than, than what, we, what we really think. I mean, EA Sports, a mad ultimate team for one game, for one year, for one game mode, for one game of one company. Like, this is like all the way down the chain. They made over like two hundred and fifty million dollars in one year, just from loot boxes. You gonna tell me the government ain't looking at that shit? They looking at it, and I think it's just gonna. I think it's something easy for them to regulate. Though I don't think they should be paying attention to it for the, you know, for the points of you know the discussion of video games. I think it will be something in the end that I think they would have no choice but to like kind of. You know, do something about. I don't agree with it, but <laughs> I, I kind of look at it as like I kind of like where it's at because me personally, I don't see anything wrong with like you either buy the microtransactions or you don't. But I'm a 25 year old male, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like I was, I remember when I was 14, bro. Like I remember, I remember vividly when I was 14 years old. I had got my mom's phone. Bought some ringtones or some shit, and you, I, I'm sure mo- uh, multiple people have, have done this. This is kind of similar, but I think it's worse now. But I like got like bought some ringtones, and they charged the whole bill up. And the only reason why I got a, and it wasn't illegal what they did. This wasn't a scam or nothing. The only reason why they got I got away with this because in the bottom it says that um you had to be over 18 to fill out the form. So I was like 16. So like I was protected in that realm. But even with this shit, like it's been times where I have my wallet up on my game, like on the game, and my brother could get on my t- onto my account, and like shit might start clicking or something like that, or it might be in a game and hit like check out or you know proceed. Next thing I know, my card and got tra- this shit done happened multiple times to my card just because my wallet was on onto the account. And it's so easy to like access and make transactions on there. Um, so that's the problem I have is like, shit, we are grown men, but it's a it's a rated E for everyone. Most of the people that I mean, I I get it, I get it, but then again, that, that comes on to parenting though. You gotta focus on what your kid, you as a parent, you gotta focus on what they're doing. If they're using your information, you gotta put monitors on that shit. It, it is 2K's fault that they're putting these microtransactions in the game, but I, I feel like not enough people, the right people, the people that are go- looking over um, said 14-year-old, 15-year-old, they're not paying attention to what they're doing, and they're running up the bill. So, I mean, in the end, they, you got to take responsibility for that. And they do, but this, like I said, in the end, it's going to go back. It's going to loop back around to what I was saying. We're gonna be. We're gonna look back at, at why. Why do these games have algorithms? And they're ready to eat for every. Like, what's the point? A video game. Like, I would say, that's that's pretty crazy too, and it's ready to eat for everyone. Uh, that that goes. You know, that goes a long way. So, um, you definitely need to be. I, I don't have none of my card information, regardless of any any of that shit. And really, that goes back to the PSN hacking uh, situation. Um, but that's with anything. So I don't recommend doing that for anybody. But I just think it's crazy. It's just a... It's a crazy situation. And going from PS2, PS3 to PS4, playing it on every level, I can say, you know, I'm still buying the game because I'm not going to fall. I mean, I, I don't really see a problem. Like, I see a problem with the transactions, but... I'm 25. I can choose to bomb or not. And I think the product is good. But, you know, if you ask if I, if I think it's a problem, yes, yeah, it's a problem. It's a, it's a problem for overall, you know, community. I think it is. Um, but, you know, I personally don't really, 
I, I, I enjoy the game. But I think it's going to be some big shit that goes on. Um, I do see in the end, I can kind of see 2K heading in the direction of EA Sports. Um, not in the near future, but I think it's going to get to where they're not going to have any competition. And um, they're going to get overran by advertisements and and marketing. And it won't, I don't think the product will ever be affected. But I think that, well, I don't think that actually, I think that will affect the product. So, I mean, the product already, in my opinion, is is diluted. Yeah, it's the same shit. Same shit. So, and you remember, remember two K eighteen? This is actually about to be the, this is going to be the um, the last straw for me. A couple years ago, was when you couldn't skip the cutscenes. Yeah, something, uh, something small. But it's very important to a lot of the, the players to be able just to, to skip past the storyline. Man, I, we, I can remember back in like 2K12, PS3, it was nothing to get your player built up. It was like no cutscenes. It was nothing to put your game on Hall of Fame 12 minute quarters and on a summer day and play that bitch the whole day and just be running through those games, dog. Like it was nothing. You do next key game. You might go through half a season in a day or something crazy, bro. Like, it's like it was like that, and then go from to go from that. I remember when two K fourteen on the PS three when they um first putting that VC shit, bro. I was shook, bro. I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? And it took me so many years to get to finally get the shit because I don't know. It's just a different product. I mean, but it's cool, you know. I I think it's I think it's better. I think they still do a better job than a lot of other franchises out there. Like, like you know, other other franchises like uh, Madden and all them. Um, I, I think they do a better job of that. But I think it is going to be... Uh, I can just foresee this shit as an early problem, man. It's going to be bad in the end. Because um, I, I think the government, like, you know, they see that money there. They see all, they're like, well, they see all this... They say, why, why is a video game... Making all this fucking money, you know how they, you know how they are, dog. <laughs> Why are they making this fucking much money? And they gonna put their hands in it, regardless of what it is. And this, that's it might make it worse. I think it will. Like you said, <sighs> then they gonna start regulating crazy shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see two K changing up what they're doing. They'll be done. Just you know, out of out of nowhere, so. Down the road, it definitely will be hearing more about it. Um, but in the in I mean in the foreseeable future, I mean I don't I don't see two K like falling off because of it. No, no. So. I, you know I, the biggest news that I've heard. Uh, did you see the other day where they where they released where in the two K Mali the uh, they had problems with the latency in the server and the servers. I didn't hear about so that. So it was it was a release where uh, how did they they was like if you shoot if you if you had a shirt if you had a certain build and you shoot at a certain position of the court you miss every time. It's a video on YouTube. I'll link to you after this uh, after we get off the off the podcast um, that I watched the other day, and it basically was showing how Two K is the first video game franchise. To have each have an esports league, basically have server issues. But I thought that uncovered something big, like a, a bigger, a bigger problem. Two two things. I think it's one. It's intentional. I think that goes along with the marketing strategy that Two K has. It's intentional. And two, I think they have some. This goes along with not just. It's deeper than locker codes. I think they like. These motherfuckers can control the actual programming of the game with all these, like, especially through these updates and shit. So I think it, they can literally control the literal odds with with this algorithm program that they have. Shit. I'm not in the E-League, so... <laughs> I, you know, that's not even on my radar. I thought that was interesting, but, like, I'm gonna still buy the game. Shit, I, none of this shit really affects me, you know? 
Yeah, there's so much you can do in a game. There is something, I think, for anybody that wants to play the game. There's so many, there's several sectors of the game you can go into. So, yeah, like that, the My League stuff, that doesn't affect me. So, I'm not really worried about it. I do think they should add more servers. I mean, that's the logical thing to do, but they're not going to do it. But that's something that should be seriously and should seriously be in consideration. Like, man, that shit is fucking... That's corrupt as fuck, man. I have only have two servers in the game, dude. I'll check that. that makes me... It makes me not want to play the game sometimes because it, it messes up your shot and the flow of the game. I can't even play... I can't play that shit, man. Like, I just get pissed off every time I play it. I'm like, yo, I just can't do it. Because it's like... Like you said... You get in there and like that shit is gonna be crazy laggy. Latency's off. And then you might go in there and be like a hundred and something thousand people in one server, man. I'm like, bro, are you serious? Are you serious? So but that goes along with the marketing strategy, man. That goes along with that marketing strategy, because nobody's telling them that they gotta make more servers. But yet, you know, motherfuckers are buying that game, which is nothing wrong with that. It's you made a good enough product to, you know, keep the people coming back. That's a good business plan. But, god damn, man, like it's gonna it's gonna reach a it's gonna reach a a boiling point eventually. Because I mean, you look at a lot of the their social media accounts, like on Twitter, they'll post information about something like an update in the game then a lot of the replies will be fixed servers. Like, that's most of the replies. It's like, fixed servers, fix this, fix this. The game server is not fucked up. It's like, they know what's wrong with the game. It's like, they just choose to not fix it. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you got a whole bunch of people in, in the uh, servers, congested servers, trying to play program, fucking up the odds. You already know they're going to want to buy more VC packs, especially if they don't really understand it. They are like, you know, this shit is like this for a damn reason. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I've been sitting there playing on 2K19, playing my, my career. And I was sitting there like, I'll probably lose like two or three in a row on Hall of Fame. And I'll be like, bro, I just, I'm just gonna go ahead and just get a VC pack to get a whole bunch of more boost. Like, it's just so convenient, man. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is that you don't have to get it. That's how I also view it. You don't have to get it. Like, yeah, that's true. Model. You can go out, go out and play real life basketball. Right. Right. So yeah. Um, Is there anything else that you you wanted to talk about? I, I'm really um. That's really all I could think of. You know, just shooting the shit. No, no pre-production. Just going off the top of the dome. I, I feel like once I kind of blank out, I don't have nothing else. You know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a blank slate right now, so I think we're at a good stopping point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, that conducts uh, episode ten of the Divine Council podcast. I'm Stefan. I'm Monquay. And until next time, peace.